There are good ships, and there are wood ships, the ships that sail the sea, but the best ships are friendships, and may they always be. Hi guys, welcome to Max and Lou episode 4, the, uh, the St. Patty's Day edition. We'll go through a few more toasts, because I don't like that one too much, it's super cheesy. Uh, but we have some uh, traditional Irish booze in front of us. We've got old Jameson. I don't know if there's any other alcohol that's actually linked with, com you know, comparing it to the Irish. There has to be. I know that there has to be, like... Jameson's just the most famous. Yeah. Yeah, there's way too many here. We have, uh... May your worries be slight and your troubles few. May you always choose right in whatever you do. Very noble. Yeah, they're like... And I understand that, you know, toasts are supposed to, like... Yeah, I guess if they rhyme, they sound better. And Let's 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 toast to that first one, though. Not the wood chip one. I, I agree. That first... Honestly, out of all the ones I saw... Yeah, like... May your home always be too small to hold all of your friends. Like, what kind of a fucking toast is that? <laughs> they're all really, like centered around friendship yeah because i guess that's the whole thing is that when you're toasting you're you're kind of it's about who you're with in a sense unless unless you know or it's like when you're drunk you're just friends with everybody yeah <laughs> see but that is that's why my favorite toast is toasting to the floor for holding us when no one else will yeah i really like that one let's see we got uh you should figure out a way to put that on here so your voice isn't being blocked. By oh, this. yeah, you're very right. I think it was picking it up all right, but... Just in case. Just for the sake of the mic. Yeah. Let's make this a good night. I... Let's <laughs> this one. Here's to you and here's to me. I pray that friends will always be. But if by chance we disagree, to heck with you and here's to me. Ha! <laughs> Yeah, see, some of them can be, like, fun, especially if you remember them, and you're, like, in a pub, and you say it around a bunch of people. May you live as long as you want and never want as long as you live. That's all right. I can dig some of these. For drinking, one has just entered my head. If a man doesn't drink when he's living... I'm going to guess that says he's dead, but definitely doesn't. says more. I have known many and liked not a few, but loved only one, and this toast is to you. Salante. Salante. <laughs> yeah, just, just Salante. All right. We'll go to that first one, honestly. That one's like an Irish warrior's toast. Yeah. All right. There are good ships and there are wood ships. No, not that one. No, which one? <laughs> Which one do you mean? The one about the 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 first one you read before. It wasn't the woodship one. It was the one like about the like, worries be slight and your troubles few. Always choose right in whatever you do. No, you read it on your phone. Oh Jesus! Well, I don't. Let's see if it's still there. It talks about like the beautiful women and shit. And then I wanted to say Godspeed. Oh, man. Yeah, right there. 
Here's to a long life and a merry one, a quick death and an easy one, a pretty girl and an honest one, a cold beer and another one. Godspeed. All right. That's good enough. Uh, yeah, so welcome, guys. Five minutes in. <laughs> so today's St. Patrick's Day. Yes, today I think is. that's a national holiday. Or Is a national holiday something celebrated around the world? No, that'd be a... Uh... Worldwide? I don't know if there's another term than that. A uh, global... I don't know, it's a good point. I mean, it's it's definitely celebrated mostly in Europe and America. Um, I was going to save some of this uh, this Irish stuff for later, but I mean, we're already in here, you know, so we might as well talk about the holidays and... Uh, You know, the season to drink, apparently. Apparently Easter is um, at the end of April this year, when it's normally like at the end of March. Hmm. I've remembered a few years where it was in April, because my birthday's in April, but it's like at the end of April this year. It's really far off from where it normally is. That's weird. Yeah, I never really know what, you know, some holidays are a day, a specific day. And then some of them are known like to be... The, the, like the date, you mean? Yeah, like, like I don't know, like, for example... Christmas. Uh, Christmas. All right, like, yeah, example. Christmas never changes the date. But Thanksgiving's always on, like, the last Thursday of yeah, the month. Yeah, yeah, and I heard... I thought that Easter was the last Sunday of the month, which might be right, but it's weird that it's the last day, last in April, not Yeah, it's in March. April this year. Strange. But yeah, I mean, I have a little bit of stuff to talk about when it comes to uh, St. Patty's Day. A little bit of news about it, like, like, uh, like I guess, trivia or just some facts that people might not know. Like, for example, uh, do you know why you're supposed to wear green? Because I thought it was simply green represented Ireland and it's St. Patty's Day. Isn't that the lucky color? Kind of, yeah. It's it's considered a lucky color, but for a reason. Apparently, if you didn't wear green, a fairy or a leprechaun might pinch you, or so the legend goes. So on that day, you wear green as good luck. What happens if a leprechaun pinches you? Yeah, you get pissed, I guess. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> oh, you, man. Oh, jeez. If, if he pinches you and you turn around, he's probably in like that fucking... Fighting leprechaun pose. Yeah, right. But uh, it's funny because it says here, as a part of the St. Paddy's Day tradition, people would pinch anyone who wasn't wearing green as a reminder of the leprechauns lurking around. Ooh. Or a fairy. Yeah. I'm kind of curious why it says a fairy or a leprechaun, but, you know, myths go back quite a ways. Uh, I also thought it was interesting. Apparently, the original color for St. Paddy's Day was blue. Get this. Apparently... St. Patrick wasn't even Irish. Yeah. That's a weird one. Uh, I mean, it's understandable because it's not, it's not about him being Irish. It's about him uh, making Ireland convert to Christianity, right? Yeah, it's a Roman Catholic feast day. Yeah, like I knew, I knew that had to do with fucking... It's strange how things get so misconstrued over hundreds of years to the point where like... People just kind of celebrate things for the fuck of it because it's normal. Yeah, I mean, if, if right now... Like I was saying before, 
You know, people just use today as an excuse for everybody to get wasted. Yeah, like, I bet right now if we went to 10 of our closest friends and said, why do we celebrate St. Paddy's Day? They wouldn't know. No, I, I bet at least 50% would say it had to do with booze somehow. If not, some people would be like, oh, because of St. Patrick. And we'd be like, well, who the fuck yeah. is that? And they'd yeah. be like, I don't know, some Irish guy. And they'd be wrong. And I feel like there's just a lot of propaganda around it, too. Like, you could go to any bar anywhere right now, and probably 9.9 out of 10 of those bars are going to be doing something St. Patrick's Day related. Oh, all of them, absolutely. They're going to be decorated for St. Patrick's Day. There's going to be people there dressed for St. Patrick's Day, specifically there for St. Patrick's Day, just to drink. Yeah, it's... That's the thing. There's so much... There's so much um, I can't think of the term to use, but it's just so centered around drinking. Stigma. Yeah, like it's just so centered around being drunk. Like, yeah, every bar abuses the holiday to their to their advantage. Well, for for the bars on a business perspective, it's understandable. Yeah, no, of course, but like, but for people, it's weird because. Yeah, I do feel like a lot of people, when they think St. Patty's Day and how to celebrate... They're like, let's go to a bar, let's yeah. get wasted, because that's what you should do. Yeah, I bet more people think let's drink alcohol than more people think let's dress green. And and feast. Yeah. You know? But, uh... Yeah, and, you know, I'm, I was very curious if it was a big deal in uh, St. Patrick... In uh, Ireland, I mean. If St. Patty's Day was as big there as it was here, and it is. It's a very big holiday in Ireland. Yeah, it's 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 considered like the biggest holiday in Ireland. That's How about where... the luck of the Irish? The movie? Yeah. Oh man, what about it? Let's uh, talk about that. What what's not about it? You know, that was such a. That's what we should be celebrating on St. Patrick's Day. Is I should watch that movie every St. Patty's Day. I watched that movie a few years ago, and it was just as good as I remembered it being as a child. You know, it's just. Those Disney Channel original movies. Yeah, sticking yeah. with their guns. Yeah, they're good. Do you know what that kid's name is? Is that the actor? Yeah. No, I doubt I've seen him in anything else. You have. Really? Yeah, he... Oh, yeah, he was in Smart House. Yep, that's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah. Yeah, he was a pretty big actor back in the day, like a, like, like a, like a child actor. I yeah, he was, was like the it. Zac Efron of the 90s. Oh, like... my God, look at him. He looks, he looks so... so old. Oh, my God, I do not feel like he's been acting. He Kyle looks Johnson. good, though. Yeah, I mean, he looks the same. Oh as my he did. god! Holy shit! That picture looks so good that I think I have seen him re- recently. Oh, he's on Pretty Little Liars. I knew liars. he was in Final Destination. I knew I'd seen him in something else. Wait. Oh my god! He's the main guy from Final Destination Three. Yeah, that was like the first one I ever saw. Wow, that's so crazy because I have seen both Luck of the Irish and Final Destination Three so many times. I'm surprised I never noticed that. He looks like. He was in the 13th year. Who was the kid in the 13th year? Oh, no, he's a weirdo. He was the guy from, uh... Oh, This guy was in The Ring 2, and he was in Halloween Resurrection. Yeah, see, and those are all right around the same years. He was really big at that time. Yeah, that's what I... I, Well, I guess when I I say child actor, he was big when we were children. Because, look, Smart House 99, The Luck of the Irish 2001, and then Halloween Resurrection 02, The Ring 05, Final Destination 06... A lot of these other movies, I don't think, were too big. See, Pretty Little Liars. I think that's where he... He was in that. Yeah, it says right right there, from 2010 to 2017. Oh, wow. So, yeah, that's probably where he grabbed a lot of his his money from, a reason not to really move on to other things. Varita's The Quest. That looks pretty dope, whatever that is. 
It must be a television Rita? show. Yeah, probably. I'm curious. He was in Rings, whatever that was. was that yeah. Like, was that like the last Ring movie? No, that's that's the Ring 2. It's just called Rings? Yeah. Wait, what year? 2005? And what was Ring 2? 05. Yeah, that's weird. Hmm. Let's see. Anything? Attack of the 50-foot cheerleader, huh? No way. Yeah. I don't see that one. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> Yeah, eventually started grabbing for whatever he could. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Very good movie though. I do, I do appreciate it. Luck of the Irish. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it was, it was, it was, it was pretty cool because you know, just like the whole concept of it. This kid who's super lucky and he doesn't really know that it's because he wears this necklace every day that his mom forces him to wear, and like he's just like he's not the hot shot, but he's the shit, you know? Like, oh yeah, he was every, pretty much like the most popular kid in school. Yeah, and everything he does is like just. Perfect, because he's he's got the luck of the Irish. Yeah, like he, the one part I specifically remember in the beginning was that he was taking a test and he ran out of time, so he just filled in all the bubbles and his <laughs> teacher got mad at him, yeah. so she uh, graded it right in front of him and he got a hundred. I, I just, I, I really just remember that he was just, you know, right there, you know, in the picture, a basketball superstar. He like never missed a shot. He could fucking yeah. shoot the ball behind his head backwards and, and make it in the hoop. And then I think, I think something happens where he... He goes to that that um, that that Irish line dancing festival with his buddy, and then he bumps into bumps into that that evil dude, and he switches his medallion with a fake one. Yeah, that's when the next morning yeah. he wakes up and things just start going wrong. Yeah, like he goes to play basketball and he can't reach the hoop because he got a little bit shorter. <laughs> like a little bit shorter. <laughs> and then after a few days, he comes down to the kitchen and his mom's like. The size of a Barbie doll. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and she's got like this crazy Irish accent. Out of nowhere, too. Yeah, and she's like, "Oh, laddie, I forgot to tell you, like, <laughs> we're Irish." Yeah. And then that... and his dad's like, "I'm from Cleveland." <laughs> yeah. yeah, and uh, the grandfather invented potato chips. Yeah, yeah, that guy. Oh my god! And then he runs a potato chip factory. What? Joanna Man's in that movie. Joanna Man. This guy's Joanna Man. What's Joanna Man? It's the movie about the guy who who dresses up as a female to play in the in the, the WNBA and oh, he kicks ass. Is that a Disney movie? No, not at all. Joanna Man. Oh my god, dude. That's like It's not here. Maybe that's not the actual actor, but it looks like him. I don't think that's Joanna Man. Look at that movie cuz that's interesting. I yeah, I haven't that was... heard of that movie in so long. Oh, I should watch that because that was a funny movie when I was a kid. I think wow, there might have been a sequel dude, to it. Joanna Man. Dude, that's so I would have never figured that out if you wouldn't have brought that up. No, it's not him. That's the guy. I'm oh, and he's big Nunez. too. He uh Oh my god, I ju Oh, he's in No, he plays the Voodoo Man in Scooby Doo. Yes, dude, and I watched that recently. Within within the last year I've seen that movie, yeah. That's yeah. so funny. And again, that's another guy whose career kind of just dropped. It really looks like Joanna Man was probably the last big thing he was in. Yeah. The, oh, wow, that Scooby-Doo came out the same year. That's so strange. Yeah, that's the peak of his career right there, 202. Joanna Man. <laughs> now, I have a few uh, drinking facts. Just a little bit of trivia just about drinking. A little, some things you might not know. So, in Uruguay... The, Uruguay? Yeah, it's a 
country. I would think it was Uruguay. Oh, wow. Yeah, I mean, that might be true. You might be right. Well, before 2009, drunk driving was considered a legal excuse to get into a car accident. Wait, what? How would that work? I guess drunk driving was not illegal before 2009 in that country, which means if you got in a car accident before 2009 and it was your fault, you could blame being drunk and no longer be at fault. Yeah. Strange. Very weird. Uh, which this is also very interesting and I think makes a lot of sense. According to one study, a first-time drunk driving offender has already driven drunk more than 80 times before being arrested. That's like a statistic, though, like yeah. on average. Yeah, which I believe 100%, because unless, like, you are very drunk to the point where you're, like, on and off the road, it's so rare that the first time you drive drunk is the time that you get pulled over. You drive drunk, you decide, oh, that wasn't bad. Oh, I didn't get caught, and then you keep on doing it. Well, yeah, that's the thing. You know, the first time, like, you're you're not gonna be, you're not gonna decide to get behind the wheel of a car the first time you're intoxicated, if you're that intoxicated. You know, if you're out having a few drinks and you decide to get behind the wheel of a car and drive yourself home, it's for the legitimate reason that you could you you're more than likely not that drunk. You yeah. know. Yeah, you tell yourself, oh, I'll be all right. And then it just kind of becomes a problem. <laughs> yeah, it eventually becomes a habit. You know, we have a few friends that come to mind that we won't say with names, but the one that would always hold two beers in each hand <laughs> wherever he went. Yeah, right? Show, show up to a party with two, two, two open beers in his hand or leave the party with two open beers in his hand. And do you know if he's ever gotten arrested for dr drinking and driving? I can't say. I, 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 don't, think I, I don't think I know. I know he's, he's he's had his license taken away. I believe he's had his license taken away, but I don't know if that if was... it was because of drunk it, driving. Yeah. Well, the whole thing, just imagining that, I'm, I don't know about where he is right now and if he's doing that still, but that was a consistent everyday thing. You don't know where he's at? Well, I know who he's dating and stuff. He's well. He does well. He yeah. works. He works hard. He's got a, he's got a, he's got a, he's got a really well-paying job and he's having a kid soon. Mm. Yeah, they're having a kid. Really? Yeah, it's going to be a boy. What? Yeah. Oh my god, I just talked to her the other day, and I don't know why she didn't bring this shit up. Wait, did you see her in person? No, I messaged her on, a, oh, okay. on Facebook. Because CJ saw her recently, and he said she's got... Like, We're talking about, like... Yeah, yeah, okay. he said she's got a nice little belly. Wow, oh my god, she'll be a great mother. Yeah, dude, she, she, she's, 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 a, she's a very, um, like instinctive type of woman you know she's got those like take care of other people instincts. yeah she's very ditzy but she also i yeah i think she'll she's be got a big heart yeah exactly i think that she'll do everything that she has to do to be a good mother that's interesting but that's an interesting statistic 80 times and if you want to i can't that... say i've ever driven that many times intoxicated see but that's why you'll never get pulled over for driving drunk because you don't do that yeah you know i mean i'll admit that i've done it a few times usually it's driving two houses down i mean i've, you know? I've had my fair share of, of of long drives being more intoxicated than than i should have been but yeah i mean 
80 times, though. I, I, I mean, I've probably only ever gotten behind the wheel after drinking no more than 40 or 50. And we're going really? back, we're going back, though. And that's, Yeah, you're going back to, like, high school, too. Yeah, yeah, and, like, I'm not the type of person that drinks a lot, so, you know, if... Yeah, you're like, yeah, that's a big I'll, point. I'll go out and have a beer or two, and then that's over the course of enough time where, like, it, I, I, I would... I've been pulled over and breathalyzed before, and I've never blown to, like, over the limit on a breathalyzer. I'm honest. Yeah. If I get pulled over and I'm drinking, I'll tell the officer I've taken a breathalyzer several times, and I was never blown over the legal limit because I'm responsible when I drive. Yeah, that's fair, and that's... It kind of does prove that point. 80 times, though. That's honestly... It's only sad because those are 80 times... That they could have been in a fatal car crash. Now, this one... Okay. I'm not saying I don't believe it. I mean, I do believe... I mean, I have to believe it. In Russia, <laughs> un until 2012, which is very recent, you know? We, that's... that's relative. Seven years ago. It's pretty recent, if you think of history... Any beverage that had less than 10% alcohol was considered a soft drink. So, like, when we consider something soda, they will consider beer and wine. A soft drink. They consider that a soft drink. Well, what's a soft drink? Meaning you don't have to be any age to buy it. Is, the, is it, like, soft because it's, like, not hard? You know what I mean? That's a good point. I'm curious what the term of soft drink means. Um... Let's see, soft drink means, yeah, it just means a non-alcoholic drink, especially one that is carbonated. Okay, so I... I, I That's I, why we view soda as soft Yeah, drinks. I thought it had to do with the carbonation fact. Yeah. But I always thought, like, like soft drink had to do with the fact that it came out of a machine, too, but it must not be. Yeah, probably not. Yeah, I guess carbonation is the main thing. And I'm sure it's saying, you know, it just said... Uh, especially carbonated, which means there's you can some, still consider There's some strong-ass beers that, like, are under 10%. I was just at a brewery yesterday, and I drank a beer that was 10.5%. And that was a freaking strong-ass beer. See, and that brewed in, brewed in whiskey barrels. This next one's interesting. It has to do with that. Most yeasts cannot grow when the concentration of alcohol is higher than 18% by volume, which is why the practical limit of strength for fermented beers and beverages, such as wine, beer, and sake, are usually lower. Sake. So you can't have beer higher than 18% because the yeast simply will not grow, which is kind of interesting. So, but then again, where the hell are you going to find beer that's that strong? 18%? Yeah, that's, that's pretty Ireland, rare. maybe. <laughs> yeah, it's those dark lagers, like Germany... I'm curious. Sake. Sake. See, I bet sake's. I've up never there. had it. No? Have you? Okay, here's an interesting thing. Have you ever had mead? I yeah. know you know what mead is. Yeah. Many people hear You've mead. Had mead. Oh, you told me about we that. We had it at my parents'. And house. I told, I've told you what, what mead actually is. Yeah. Mead is honey wine. And the reason the term honeymoon exists is because hundreds of years ago, when you got married, you would basically. Get as much meat as you possibly could and then just, you know, go off with your lover and have your honeymoon. 
Drink your honey until the moon... Drink your honey with your honey until the moon... <laughs> until the moon comes out. Yeah, pretty much. Another interesting one. 6.3 billion gallons of beer are consumed annually. New Hampshire come... Oh, this is just the U.S., by the way. I bet Ireland alone is 6.3 <laughs> million. <laughs> yeah, I didn't find anything with the con that country. So New Hampshire comes in first, which is hilarious for how small New Hampshire is. Those drunk bastards. Yeah, right? 43 gallons per person. That's an average. You know, there's people yeah. who don't drink. Yeah. A year. 43 gallons a year. And Utah is in last place with 19 gallons per person. Which is still a significant amount. I, mean, I agree. A gallon's not a lot. You know, if you think about that, you put, what was it, 40? For, for for New Hampshire, you said New Hampshire. Forty three, forty three gallons. Yeah, I mean, think about think about a gallon of water. Forty three of those, you know, you could easily drink that much beer in less than six months. Yeah, very easily. But yeah, that's that's hitting the point, and that's the thing with an average. I feel like there's gotta, a lot of zeros. I feel like it's got to do with lifestyle, you know. And Utah is a pretty pretty desolate place, you know. It's got it's and got population. Some, it's got some cities, but yeah. people out there are more. More about getting outdoors and stuff, you know? I'm surprised about New Hampshire just because of the size. Isn't it a small place? Yeah, it's a small... It's one of the smallest states. I mean... I'm pretty sure I drove through New Hampshire. No, I... Did, did, did I? Nah, I doubt it. That's all the way up top. That's why Vermont and Maine... I went to Maine. Did you? Oh, yeah. yeah, you went to visit him. So, maybe. I think I drove through it. I could be wrong. I think cannabis is legal in New Hampshire now. It's possible. Yeah, like like two years ago, it became recreationally legal in New Hampshire. Let's see. Uh, yep. Did you see? Did you see that new article that came out about how they can make THC out of out of out of yeast? What? You can now. Cre I don't. I didn't look into it at all, but many people were sharing it, and apparently, you can make THC from yeast. I don't, know, I, don't, do, I don't know anything about it. It has to do with some type of crossbreeding or something. No, I don't think it involves cannabis do at they all. Create they create Because they have cannabis beer. You know, they have cannabis-infused cannabis, cannabis -infused alcohol. Yeah. But I think it's just the basic chemistry, you know? They, they figured out some sort of way to manipulate the molecules where you can get THC out of yeast. I'm, hmm. I'm, we're going to have to look into that one. But that's a thing now. All right. Uh... This one isn't as interesting, but it, I, 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 actually, I don't know. This is weird. A glass of bubbly champagne will get you 21% more intoxicated than a flat one. So this is a weird thing. No, that has to do with the oxygen. It has to do with the oxygen. Because blood flow and oxygen are very important, and that all comes into play when you're drinking alcohol. So as a tip to anyone out there who is trying to get drunk... Just to let you know, if you find an old beer or an old champagne or anything that should be carbonated but isn't, you will not. You will get twenty percent less drunk. <laughs> it's a really weird fact, and uh, I don't know. All right, this is straight up the most interesting fact that I found out of all these, and the last one that I have. A Harvard study found that the risk of death from all causes, so just the odds of dying are 21 to 28% lower among men who drank alcohol moderately compared with people who didn't drink at all. So people who don't drink 
have a 21 to 28% chance of dying more than people who do. I find that... What's the causes? It's saying all causes. It's saying, like, adding everything together. Every person who has died that is male. I don't know why female doesn't count, but everyone who is male, comparing people who did drink and didn't drink. People who did drink died less. 21 to 28%, which is a, that's a hefty margin. That's a really, really strange study. Because you would think it'd be the opposite. You would think that. Whether it's drunk driving or, you know, ruining your liver, whatever it might be, you would think that that would ruin. Well, maybe it has something to do with being able to function with, um... Imparities. Impaired senses, yeah, you know? it's possible. Yeah, I feel like, yeah, because I couldn't think of anything else besides maybe that if you drink, that means you are either one safe and sound in your home, or two, in a bar, while people who don't drink are more likely to do physical activities that are more risky, or, I don't know, anything of that nature. It's weird, though, because you would think between drunk driving, between, you know, health problems. But I don't, I don't think they're necessarily pinpointing alcoholics, though. Yeah, it says moderate. Exactly, so... Yeah. I mean, that, that moderate is probably somebody who goes out once once every month or two and has a couple beers. You know, that's moderate. Yeah, that's true. Just someone who doesn't rely on it, doesn't drink too often, just socially and things like that. It's it's very strange. I know that it is true that small amounts of alcohol is good, good for you, specifically wine. But, yeah, I mean, once it hits... Once we're talking about death, I would think, if you asked me... You would think anybody who stays away from substances would be alive longer than people who use substances. Yeah. And, you know, obviously it's a weird statistic. It could, it's, it's literally counting all causes of death. Like, accidents. And, like... That doesn't even make any sense. That's like, all it right, doesn't, so, but it, it, so the guy who drinks is less likely to die from a snake bite than the guy who doesn't drink. Like, what? Yeah, but if you would hear it as the person who drinks is less likely to be around that snake, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah, right. It's, it's a weird way to view that. But all right, so that's all I got on uh, on <laughs> alcohol facts. Uh, now, I, I, I don't know why. I feel like just because we're it's a holiday around Ireland... I decided to look up a few things about Ireland, just to things that we know about, but not enough about. For example, I'm sure that through high school and whatever, you have heard of the potato famine. Yeah, they teach that in in, in most American uh, curriculums. Yeah, because that's that's that was a, that's a big part. I don't know why they teach that in America. European history is 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 widely taught in America because yeah, cause they talk about the plague. American talk, society yeah. is is very Europeanized, and I think I brought that up in one of our last episodes. But the potato famine was something that almost wiped out Ireland, I believe. With like like the, kind that was of, something yeah. they relied on. Now that that's where I want to hit you with: how many people do you think died? From the potato famine. I can't put out a number, but... It's, it's, uh, it's a very s- rough estimate here. I want to say more than 50% of the population. See, that, I I don't know how much population there was in <laughs> 1845. But one million 
Irish people died from either starvation or the causes of these uh rotten potatoes pretty much yeah um and then also leaves another million that were forced to leave their homeland which is a big reason of the you know the migration of the irish and ireland's a relatively small place i mean it's a big country but the question is the population the thing is ireland is part of I gotta check my it's map. It's part of Europe. Well, yeah, obviously it's part of Europe, but oh, I wasn't sure. the island that it's on. Oh, it's the big part of Denmark? It was the UK. It is part of the UK. I thought so. Yeah, and I think the so, only other country it touches so, is Denmark, Oh, so right? Ireland is its own island. Yeah, um, with, with Denmark on the right side, I think. No, Denmark's far off. Really? Yeah, Den- Denmark is actually attached to Germany. But, oh, jeez, what's Ireland but touching? Ireland is, what's, Ireland, what's that? That's what I'm trying to... It won't tell me, but London's part of it. How do I... I'm trying to change the way the map is showing this to me. Yeah, because there is another country in there. I feel like an ass. It's just called Northern Ireland, and they split at some point. <laughs> Alright, so... They split at some point. But look at the size of Ireland compared to the size of the United States of America. It's it's probably, I would say, 120th of the size of the United States of America. It's a pretty small place. Yeah, I mean, compared it's, to America, it's smaller. Definitely. It's smaller than just about any other country in Europe, actually. You know what? That's a good point. So a million people was probably a lot back then. Yeah, it says here that in 1841, and understand that, I don't know, where, I, I'll look up what the population is like today, but the population was 8.2 million in 1841, and it would have leveled off at about 9 million if it wasn't for the famine. So... So it's probably something that only struck a certain part of Ireland. Yeah, well, when it comes to death, because I'm sure after so many, especially once it hits about a million deaths, the government was like, holy shit, we should do something. Because I know that the potato famine, it affected pretty much every... All right, like actually, I have the words right here. The infestation ruined one half of the potato crop for that year. So and that's devastating. So half of the potatoes for that first year. Holy crap! I was gonna, I was gonna compare it to the bubonic plague, and the bubonic plague killed about four million, four hundred million. Yeah, people. that's that's very different. Yeah, <laughs> that, that, that was Europe though, like widespread. Yeah. So the weird thing here, you would think that when it first came out, when when the potato famine arised. Because no one knew about it, it would have killed a lot of people really quick, and then slowly, less people would have died, right? It's the complete opposite. The first year, half of the crops were infested, and for the next seven years, three quarters were infested. Because it was the ground, it was like, you couldn't control it. You said it was half the first year? Yeah, it was half of the crops, and for the next seven years... It was three quarters of all the crops. Yeah, I mean, that would really cause a scare if for almost an entire decade, an entire decade, they they, they just were losing a huge portion of their crop, you know? Yeah. Like, that's like, that's like, you know, say like, you know, we, we, we both have an entire family right now, and that's our means of survival, and from the time... 
we're now 25 years old till the time we're 35 our 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 um outcome of our crop is just getting worse and worse you know you would really think there was no fate you would think that you were just doomed that the that everyone was just doomed for death that's 10 years is a large portion of your life especially back then most people back then i mean it wasn't complete middle-aged but you probably only only lived to about 50 or 60 years old back then yeah and you have to think especially that potatoes were their main crop that's what they were growing mostly that's what they were eating mostly and it ended up because of uh, and I, actually i'm gonna really quickly look it up they call it uh infestans that is the name of the infestation that went through the potatoes uh because of that it really more so than death it caused hunger because potatoes was the main source of food so they had to resort to switching crops which doesn't take a short amount of time to switch crops so they tried to switch over to corn and it became the, and and because of this there was all these new tax laws on grain and corn and and making them extremely expensive which was the government's way of saying hey you can't eat potatoes so we know you're going to eat corn and wheat so we're going to charge you a shit ton in taxes if you want to buy those things which is garbage where they're like hey well now we need to live without eating potatoes but now we're getting taxed you know triple the amount because now we have to buy corn and we have to buy bread. Who was taxing them? Their the government. government. Yeah. Well, what the hell was the government eating? Th those things, but they don't give a shit. The fact is, they knew people couldn't eat potatoes, so they would go to the next two most popular types of produce. So, 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 so the virus was only affecting potatoes. It wouldn't affect yeah, other crops. Only potatoes, exactly. So corn and wheat became the next most popular foods. So they started taxing the shit out of those things. So these are some other crops that I guess the Irish kind of depended on. They're looked at as being typical Irish dishes. And one is champ, which is made of potatoes and scallions and spring onions. And Scallions? Uh, yeah. Another one is colcannon, if that's how it's pronounced. Colcannon. Colcannon. And that's potatoes and cabbage. And then there's Irish stew, which was poor cuts of meat with potatoes and vegetables and box tea which was fried and it's wild cake. that all those things involve potatoes yeah i mean carbs carbs were, were an important part of their diet yeah and i mean it caused a lot of the migration over to the u.s i'd like to look as more as into that because the thing is when you're in school and you learn a lot of stuff about history you're not really paying attention to a lot of it and, oh absolutely not and then when you're an adult and the, the stuff comes up like in a conversation like now yeah, you remember learning about it in school, but you don't really remember jack shit about what exactly. you Exactly. That's why I decided to bring it up, because I know I learned of it, and I'm sure the only thing that we learned was where it took place, what type of, you know, crop it was in, and maybe what around what year it took place. We didn't know a lot of the details. We didn't know what the government was doing about it. We didn't, didn't know the type of fungus... That was growing inside of well, these potatoes. It, I feel like the fungus they may have mentioned. Yeah, I mean, but, it's possible. Like, but that's something in school that, you know, you would spend maybe one day in one day of yeah, your exactly. entire week. Or like, it's European 18th century history. Exactly. Yeah. You'd spend <laughs> one day on the Irish potato famine. You'd have your history teacher pull up a slideshow and give you a few cool, neat facts. And then 
you'd have like two or three questions about it on your test, you know? Yeah. Exactly. Instead of a whole test being around the potato famine, it was you like You could spend the 18... whole week learning about it. Yeah, exactly. And, and understandably, there's so much of history to talk about. I understand why they don't stick on it. But, I don't know, you gotta think about how much time has passed since then. Like, how much, how much history do you think that people are learning in school that we were in school while it was happening? You know? Like, 9-11 is such... A th- is a thing that people learn about every year now. Really? Yeah. I mean, when we were in, like, 11th and 12th grade, that became a very traditional thing, that once 9-11 hit, you learned about it, you either watched a documentary, or, you know, you talk about it for a little bit. But now we're at a point where everyone in school wasn't even alive, you know? Like, that was 2001. Yeah, yeah you're right. So people in high school weren't alive when it happened, so they're learning that as history now. So it makes you question, you know, how well, much... Most, most people that are graduating high school right now were born that year. Yeah, That was 18 exactly. years ago. Which is insane to, for people to be like, okay, I don't remember it happening because I was too young. And eventually, you know, technically starting next year, I wasn't born. <laughs> it's got to be it's gotta be tricky to decide what does and doesn't go in the curriculum. And I'm sure a lot of people can agree that most of the, t- the stuff taught in school... Could be much better stuff, but I feel like when it comes to the topic of history, with how with how with how fast things are moving anymore, and how much certain things are publicized with social media and everything, that we're probably, you know, either going to be compressing the system even more. Because, like I said, you know, the potato famine. You might spend one day of your of your week in class learning about that. So we're either going to have to start compressing the things even sh- smaller, shorter, however you want to put it, or they're just going to have to stop teaching about a lot of the stuff that they do teach about, which, come on, you know how much stuff there is in history that they don't teach about? That's That, that, that wouldn't be anything too, too yeah. unexpected for them to just drop certain things out of the curriculum. But like you just said, you know, there's so much stuff that's gone on the last 20 years that they probably teach about in, in, in history class that, you know, like, most of the stuff they teach about in history class was stuff that's been being... Well, think about it. You know, they spend so much time teaching you about, you know, the last thousand years of human history. And then it's like the second they get to modern era in history class... it. it I feel like they do spend, like, so much less time on, like, the last hundred years as compared to the time they spend on the last 900 years prior to that, you know? That's debatable. I understand what you're saying because we hear a lot, you know, we start, usually history class it's like, starts it's, it's around, like, like, Mesopotamia, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. But, but I, I think... we talk a lot, and I think it's because we're in America, we talk a lot about Civil War, World War One, World yeah, War II. I mean, I, I, I don't. I really don't remember history class that much. I just know it's literally, like, the same thing every year. Like, Kinda, every yeah. year from grade school to high school... I don't know how it's split, but it is split between, like, European history and American history. Yeah. Because they go through, you know, the Civil War, or the colonies, the Civil War, the Industrial Revolution. Great Depression. But then that's what I'm saying. Once it gets to, like, the last hundred years, the last 50 years, the decades, you know, the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, I don't think they spend a lot of time on that. It's true. Like, all right, like, for example, the Vietnamese War, we talk about it, 
like, you know, nom, you know, they, they talk about the war, but that's short. We talk about that very little. And then, you know, it's a good question about saying right. what should be talked about less. It's strange, too, because, you know, things things happened very slow in the Middle Ages. Things took hundreds and hundreds of years. If And if it wasn't that much, you know, it took decades. Things took time to, to, to happen. Wars lasted decades. Cities yeah. took decades to build, you know. Do you remember so, the Hundred Year War? That was the war fought between Greek and Greek and Turkey, right? Greece and Turkey, the Trojans. If that's right, I'll give you some credit. Yeah, I think that's that's um, Odysseus. Odysseus fought in the Hundred Year War at 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 um, at 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 the the the, the Trojan War. I think the Trojan War was part of the Hundred Year War. It was uh, at the end of it. England against. French. What the fuck am I thinking about? Well, that's the thing. <laughs> the reason why it was a hundred-year war is because it it kind of was just spread out. Uh, it was England and France between 1337 and 1453. So, more accurately, it would be, what, the 116-year war. But, <laughs> you know, they call it the hundred-year war. Just Which is crazy that they're just knocking 16 years off of it because no year has ever lasted nearly as long as that. Yeah, I mean, now we go to war for, you know, I don't know, less than a decade usually. Oh, yeah. I mean, also with the Middle East has been going on for a little bit. It's been, but, it's but, been but, about but, 20 but years now. I think it's been different countries, though. Yeah, I mean, Afghanistan has been the the main one that we have consistently, even though we've reached, in, like, all right, we're considered truced with Afghanistan. Yeah, I mean, but we, I think we were at war with them for something like eight or ten years before troops finally started getting pulled out. Yeah. Because it was after 9-11, and then when Obama became president, that was like his big claim was to get all the troops home from Afghanistan. Now, did you hear about what happened very recently in Afghanistan. I didn't. Uh, it's very... It's weird because we think that we're not... We're kind of done in Afghanistan. Because we're... I, I'm, as America, we're no longer viewing Muslims are bad people. Right? We, we've well, grown course, past that. Of course we do. Everyone shits on ISIS. Yeah. But... You know, saying all Muslims. Like, that was the big problem, is that back in, you know, the 9-11 era, Muslim meant bad. And yeah, that was no. such a bad thing to view, because yeah. we thought anyone who, Muslim, who was Muslim was a terrorist, which is just garbage yeah, to assume was, a whole country that, that, that was that a way. very strong stereotype. You yeah. Know? You couldn't walk around in this country like, like we have a friend yeah, whose father owns a gas station, and he could not you know, walk around without being looked at like some sort of terrorist for a, a large portion of his life. And that that is, like, unfortunate because of the events of certain others. But yeah, it's kind of a... History's an interesting thing. <laughs> <laughs> you have to know your history. Yeah, I feel like we'll bring up history a lot in this because there's just know... so much to talk about. I know a lot about history, but I don't know as much as I would like to know about history. Yeah. history as many details. History class and science class are two of the, the classes that I wish I paid attention to most in school. And even if I did pay attention as much as I would have wanted to, 
I still don't think I would have been able to keep all that knowledge. Oh, hell no. Think about any class that you've retained a lot of knowledge from. Driver's Ed. That's yeah. Pro that's probably the one class that I retained the most knowledge from. See, for me, I mean, I mean, that's because it was what I loved the most was English. You know, like, I was so obsessed with, you know, like, knowing how to properly use pronouns and adjectives and, like, using them in the correct ways. And, like, I, I don't know if I've talked about this with you too much, but because my mom was born and raised in another country, I have to almost daily explain American curricular English to her. Like, she doesn't understand that she uses the word very to replace words. Like, if you're very hungry, it means you're starving. And she'll just use the word very all the time. Dude, the, th the thesaurus was my shit when I was a kid. Exactly. Like, it's just, it's it's good to know that there's always another word to use. If you're using the word very, that means you're lazy. That means you're not thinking hard enough to use another word. Which, I, honestly, you can't blame someone. Words, but... <laughs> words are kind of just symbols to explain the, st the, the state of energy or emotion that you're in. And... It, it is good to have words that have more of an emotional meaning, yeah. you know, like, oh, uh, you know, I, 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 I could say I'm hungry right now, you know, if, if I just, you know, ate a small portion of food, I could just say, you know, I'm still hungry. But if I was at the point where, you know, I was getting hangry, I could <laughs> yeah. say I am starving right now, yeah. which would be an exaggeration because you aren't actually starving. Yeah. But yeah, of course. Uh, but I you think, can use I that think, with anything. Like I think, I'm tired. I think. Well, I think star starving is a strange word because if you're dying of starvation, aren't you famine? The potato famine. Yes. Uh, I just always remember learning learning in school that like famine and parched were like the two main words for being extremely hungry and extremely. And, extremely, yeah. and that's that's another word right there. Extremely. You know, that you can, yeah, that you it means can... more than very. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's a good point. I mean, there's a lot of things like that. Uh, the, my favorite one that I explained to my mom was the difference between good and well, because to her those were the same things, and to most of the population they're the same thing. So the most common example, if you know, let's say we both work at the same place. And I go up to you and I say, hey, how you doing? And you say, uh, like, I'm doing good. That is improper. If I ask you how you're doing and you say I'm doing good, that's wrong. You told me about this a few yeah, weeks ago. because you're not doing good. Superman does good. You're doing well. Or you're doing unwell. Is unwell a word? Like not doing good. Yeah. What happens if <laughs> What happens if you're not doing well? If you're not doing well, then yeah, I guess you know you're, you're doing poor. Yeah, sure. Poorly. But if you say I'm not doing good, that means you're fucking evil. I've been thinking <laughs> so. about that though. Ever since you said that, how like I don't want to tell people like have a good day or yeah. like don't want to tell them that I'm good. That's very that's very self righteous of you to say that you're doing good. Yeah. See, it's weird because my go-to, if someone asks, how are you doing? Or, like, how are you? It's weird because my go-to every time is either, like, I'm living life <laughs> or, like, I'm living it. Yeah. Like, it's so weird. I don't approach telling them that... You, I mean, if I'm in a good mood, I'll say that, obviously. 
But like that's me saying like I'm living life, you know? Like I'm I'm fucking doing it to the fullest. But I don't know. I don't know what I would say if I'm in a bad mood, but that's always what I say. I don't say whether I'm doing good or bad or okay. I don't say those things. All right, so to finish this podcast up, uh, you want to let me read some Irish quotes off, and then maybe we can answer some questions? Yes. Oh, man. I never even fucking went to my list. Do we have anything that we didn't talk about? Ah. Ah. Yeah, we, eh. yeah, we can worry about those next week. You sure? Yeah, it's nothing immediate. These are probably more like those toasts that we were reading. There's only 13 of them. Just pulled them up on this website. I'll read them off. See if anything sounds cool or fun. So, um... So what are these sayings? I guess so. It's, uh, 13 St. Patrick's Day quotes to celebrate the lucky holiday. So we're gonna send you all off with some lucky quotes here. Hmm. This one is... I don't know. I think they're just... They're just... I don't know what this, this means, but... Irish blessing. May your troubles be less and your blessings be more. And nothing but happiness come through your door. Is an old Irish blessing frequently recounted. Okay. This one, I guess, was by a person named Tennessee Williams. And uh, his quote is, Lucky is believing you're lucky. And I like that. Because if you go out throughout your day, you know, believing you're lucky, you know, think that positive things happen to you and good will come your way, then that is what will happen. I agree You'll with find that. small things. Oh, 100%. Because, like, if something bad happens to you... You'll think you're unlucky. If someone, yeah, if someone's like, oh, man, this is super unlucky, that's that's going to be very... That's going to be a damper on your emotional state. Yeah. Instead of saying, like, ah, well, that was unfortunate. Yeah. Yeah, if you consider it bad luck or good luck... And I use that word, those words a lot, fortunate and unfortunate, because good things happen and bad things happen. Yeah, you don't, you don't, you don't base it off of the luck yeah. of your day. An Irish proverb. A good friend is like a four-leaf clover. Hard to find and lucky to have. I can agree with that. That's cool. That's cool. I can agree with that 100%. Like, again, we're lucky, I think, with our neighborhood. Because we became friends, and I'm not going to lie, I agree that me, you, Sean, and Alan, that we are like the core friend group as we grew up, those four people, and I think that if we didn't know each other through neighbors, we would have all went very separate routes. Yeah, I mean, if we didn't stay so close, um, like physically, yeah. as neighbors growing up, then we, we wouldn't be the four core, yeah. you know? Like, I'm not going to say that that Sean isn't a nerd, because sure he is, but the way that I view it is that me, I'm kind of a nerd, I'm more about the movies, the games, and the comics. Sean is more about the music. You're more about outdoors and alan's more about the automotive and well you're into cars but him with like working with cars and being like uh, well that's where he is now but i guess at the time would be prep you know i guess if you would say that's very separate to what we were he was a very prep type of person so us four would have never made it as a friend group if we met each other in high school. Yeah, I understand not what you're saying. from where we live. Yeah, because we, we all just, we all did kind of go our own separate ways, but we stayed close because of where, where we yeah. were physically. And because of that, I feel like we, in a way, we all kind of Con- merged We contribute those. to each other. Yeah. Now we're all kind of into music. We're all into games a little bit. We're all into cars a little bit. And we're all into, I mean, he was a prep. You can't say that as an item, but like... 
I don't know. I won't. He wasn't into sports, so I don't know what you would call him. Like, like popular. I don't. I don't know. I don't play soccer. That's true. I mean, act active. We were all active too. So like, yeah, it's it's true that you know we're lucky to be able to find friends like that. Yeah. Well, I like how you put it. How if we if we would have met five or ten years ago, we might not have all become friends as easily as we did fifteen years ago. <laughs> I mean, Alan's the biggest example because of how separated he was from what we all did. Gaming is kind of what brought us all together. You were, on, for the most part, kind of out of it. You weren't into gaming as much as you were the other things that we had mutual. Alright, let's get back to a couple of these um, St. Patrick's Day quotes real quick before we end this up. Um... We were on the fourth one. This is also an Irish blessing. And it's may your pockets be heavy and your heart be light. May good luck pursue you each morning and night. Yeah, it's much more of a prayer. It's like, what, so have good fortune and good luck. All the time. Yeah. (laughs) This one's by, it's either Rochelle or Rochelle. I'm going to say Rochelle. No, it's Rochelle. (laughs) Rochelle E. Goodrich. Imagine if we were all magical leprechauns, and every wish ever made on a four-leaf clover obligated us to help others obtain their wishes. Now imagine if people simply lived like this were true. It's really interesting that they added her, because she's like a modern author compared to these other people. Like, Like, the last guy that you just mentioned, it was Tennessee Williams. Yeah. You know, he's from like... Uh, the 1700s what let's see he was born in yeah 1911 so uh and we're comparing this now to a writer of 2015 this one's kind of weird this one's by oprah winfrey (laughs) oh jesus christ here we go she's black so there's no way she's irish (laughs) yeah how did they put this into what (laughs) let me guess the word luck is in there i believe luck is preparation (laughs) is preparation meeting opportunity yeah if you hadn't been prepared when the opportunity came along, you wouldn't have been lucky. I'll give $10 to an Irishman who uses that. You know, like, I don't know why that's on this list. An Irishman <laughs> would be like, what? Luck is in my blood. <laughs> who the fuck's Oprah? All right, I don't know if I want to keep reading these because they're just quotes from people. Simple quotes. This one's by the Pope. <laughs> well, Pope what? John Paul II. All right, so that's like... Late 90s, right? Love is never defeated. And I could add, the history of Ireland proves it. Uh, Alright, I mean, I'd have to look into that shit, but <laughs> I don't know if he's talking... No, I have no idea what he's Love talking about Love is never there. defeated. I think he meant luck is never defeated. I, it must have been in his late days. Yeah, I wonder... A big question is how long St. Paddy's Day has been celebrated. And I don't know if it's been celebrated as long as... St. Patty fucking changing Ireland into Christianity. I read something earlier that his name wasn't even Patrick. Well, St. Uh, well, that's interesting. I, like, I mean, he's St. Patrick. That's the reason why. George Bernard Shaw. The heart of an Irishman is nothing but his imagination. That's kind of depressing. What was it? The heart of an Irishman is nothing but his imagination. I think that's the heart of anybody's nothing their imag- nothing but their imagination. The funny thing is it's all in your mind. I mean he was born yourself as. He was born before the famine. 
This man. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a reason why he's not talking about... Luck of the Irish. Exactly. I have a big feeling that the whole thing about Luck of the Irish does have to do with the fan. I'll have to do more research on that, but I have a feeling it's like, hey, you were not one of the million who fucking died. Yeah. Because uh, they don't consider... I don't know. They consider four-leaf clovers lucky. Yeah, and I think that's just because they're rare to find. Yeah, it has nothing to do with anything else. So I don't think the luck of the Irish has to do with the fact that shamrocks are more common in Ireland. It, I mean, the shamrock is their their flower, their symbol. But yeah, I don't know. What's the next one? There's a lot to there's a lot to learn about Ireland. Yeah, and that's why I'm happy that, you know, today we're focusing on that specifically. I mean, I thought we were going to be talking a little bit more about movies and games, but we'll jump to that later. We'll jump to that next we week. We dived off on a few on Absolutely, we only like talked about Ireland. Joanna, man. But... <laughs> Fucking Joanna, man. But we've been on the Ireland subject for, for a pretty good run here. Barbara Share, the amount of good luck coming your way depends on your willingness to act. Yeah, I mean, that's that's fair. That goes back to to a couple of the other quotes, like, like, um, you know, if if if, what which one was it? I mean, the way I view it, it's understandable because imagine that you're a hermit and all you do is hang out inside. How much luck can happen to you if you don't do anything? I think it was the Oprah one. Yeah, I mean, she says, "I believe luck is preparation meeting opportunity." Yeah. It's 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 an understandable statement because you need to set yourself up to be lucky. Yeah, if you never put yourself in a situation where good things can happen, exactly, good things won't happen. Like small example, I'm a hermit. I don't hang out very often, and we had that party the other day. Met that one guy, the who, multiple guys, yeah, multiple people. Yeah, that was a fun time. And he, I, I didn't even bring this up to you, but I don't know I did that day about going skiing. Are you going? Yeah. I mean, I'm going tomorrow. I don't know if you're down with it. No. I've got, <laughs> I've got plans. Yeah. But see, that's the whole thing is like that opportunity would never have arised if I wouldn't put myself in a situation where luck could happen. If I'd be stuck at home, luck can't happen if I don't give myself the opportunity. Imagine you become a famous skier. Duh. That's no. <laughs> it's 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 a it's a, it's it's a long shot. Well, it's still. fair. If that's what I wanted to do, you have to put yourself. It's like like Oprah said, you kind of put yourself <laughs> in the situation to give yourself an opportunity. So yeah. How would you pronounce that? Rold, rolled, Roald. Rolled. I'm gonna say rolled yeah. doll. Rolled doll. Rolled doll. As opposed to real doll. We are all a great deal luckier than we realize we usually get what we want or near enough i think that's true too because you know if 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 you expect yourself to have shitty things you're gonna get shitty things if you expect yourself to have good things you're gonna get good things yeah i feel like that has a lot more to do with optimism than it does with luck that is how you view each situation like yeah we're luckier but you know it's about if you view the glass half full or you know, half empty. He wrote in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Oh, jeez. Did he? <laughs> I guess so. I guess that guy is the writer of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Is he really? Rolled doll. <laughs> Rolled doll. Jeez. 
Yeah, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, and nothing else important. <laughs> this one's by Thomas Jefferson. He wrote Matilda. Matilda. That was a really good movie. It was. She was a witch. <laughs> yeah, she wrote... She was lucky. Yo, he wrote The Witches. Do you remember that? We had to read that in school. You had to have seen The Witches about the the little kid in a motel, and he finds out that all of these old women are witches, and he gets turned into a mouse. Nope. You've never heard of that? Wait, is that a Disney movie? That? No. Oh that, my god. Is that a god. Disney movie? Um, I feel like that's a Disney movie. I have to look up. Yeah, like, that picture doesn't look familiar. If I look up... Dude. <laughs> no, not The Witcher. The Witches. Yeah, this doesn't look familiar. Like, this old lady and she turns into this thing. No, dude. Oh my god. I never, I, Watch it. I've only read, like, one book in school. You need to watch it because they're about to remake that movie. So that's... You gotta. I'll, you, I'll put it on my list. It's phenomenal, especially for a kid's movie. It's Joanna like, Man's top of my list right now, though. Joanna... <laughs> I don't think that I need the, to that, see that it again. That and the Predator are like the top two on my list right now. Really? Yeah. Like the old Predator or the new one? The old one. What? I was talking with somebody today about the the one with Arnold Schwarzenegger. And you never saw it? No, I did, but it's a good-ass movie. I okay. want to see it again. All right, that's fair. So this was by Thomas Jefferson, and he was a president, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. I don't know which president or when at all, but what Thomas Jefferson has to say is, I'm a great believer in luck, and I find the harder I work, the more I have of it. So he believes that if you work hard, you're lucky. All right, I don't like that because that's him blaming luck on success, on, you know, contributing your life to a greater meaning and just like working really hard. You can't put luck onto that. Repeat that again. I'm a great believer in luck and I find the harder I work, the more I have of it. Yeah, I mean, that that doesn't really sound too right because I kind of believe that if you do work hard and you work for the things that you that you that you want, then you make your own luck, and that's not necessarily luck. You know, you're kind of doing the things you have to to get the things you want to. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's hard to decide that because I mean, he's one of the people who implemented the freedom of speech, freedom of religion, freedom of press, freedom of civil liberties. Like he was just full blown. He worked hard. I don't know why he's one of the people that would put this on luck, but I mean, I guess any person, you know. I mean, if we if we became... it's weird. It's weird that he says that he believes in luck, but it seems like most of his success has just come from hard work, yeah, which isn't exactly. necessarily luck. Yeah. I mean, if you're someone who works hard, maybe you can say that. You know, you can say. I mean, imagine how much stuff that he has pushed for in his life that never worked out until just one day, like in a snap of a finger, he became a popular name. That would be luck. Yeah. So maybe I'd understand that. I mean, anyone who hits any type of fame might consider it luck, not hard work. So I can understand it. Yeah. How many more do we have left? There's two. Okay. This one's Victoria Holt. I've always thought you've got to believe in luck to get it. A lot well, of these. A we, lot, a lot that was of, like the first one. Yeah, yeah, a lot of these. A lot of these are kind of basically saying the same thing. Not, not, not all of them say the same thing, but like this quote sounds like one of the ones up there, and 
you know, Tom Jefferson's also sounds like, you know, one's up there that... Yeah, what was a few, the quote, like, these... you have to believe in luck to get it? Yeah, that was one of them up there. Yeah, because, like, I don't know, that's... No, I wait, mean, that, was, I... no wait, that was this one, I'm sorry. Yeah, because... I feel I... like that was one up there, too. No, no, the one, it was the one very up, similar. The one up there was saying, to be lucky, you have to believe you're lucky. Yeah, so I agree with that, because you, you gotta think about that with anything. Like, superstition, for example. If people aren't superstitious then they won't think that something was unlucky because something happened. Yeah. So I, I understand that. The last one is by Dr. Richard Wiseman. Ooh, well, that's a good name. He's a wise man. Yeah, exactly. So, lucky people create, notice, and act upon chance. Okay, this is strange. There's a lot of commas in here. I got to read this again. <laughs> Lucky people create, notice, and act upon the chance opportunities in their lives. Being in the right place at the right time is actually all about being in the right state of mind. I can appreciate it, but I feel like just... They only put these quotes in there because they have the word luck. Yeah, right? What the hell? <laughs> None of these have anything to do with luck. Yeah. <laughs> it just yeah. has to do with the word lucky being in hard work and being in good states of mind. Yeah, I mean, that guy's a big writer. He He's written a lot. He's uh, he's a professor of psychology in uh, in the UK. But, I mean, he's still alive, so I don't... And he's not Irish, so I don't, I don't know why they picked him. It's a good quote, but nonetheless. What's something we can send everybody off with? Like, how about one good ask me Reddit question? Well, that's the thing. We 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 always kind of have something to ask everybody at the end of the episode. We didn't do any ask ask Reddits this episode. I decided this time to look for one prior. Dude, it's just like the <laughs> cooking shows. You already had something prepped. Yeah, that. <laughs> I love referring to that. <laughs> the whole thing with it is because you know we find shitty ones, and I'd rather have something that both we can answer and maybe everyone else can answer. So. What is the weirdest dream slash nightmare that you've ever had? That's that's not fair because that's in my notebook. It we were it? we're supposed to talk about dreams in one of these episodes. All right, we can. Do you want me to leave that for the next episode? Because I have a runner up. What's the runner up? All right, the runner up is <laughs> if <laughs> I mean. All right, actually, I can't use that one. I was gonna say. Uh... What movie would be not safe for work? So, what movie would be completely inappropriate if you remo- if you removed one letter from the title? One letter. Yeah. From the title, dude. This is one of those ones you have to think hard about. Uh, yeah, I mean that was why it was the runner-up and not the one that we were gonna pick. What was the nightmare one again? I'd rather answer that one. All right. Well, yeah. What's the weirdest dream slash nightmare that you've ever had? I mean, while you think, I can say mine because. I mean, it's definitely the weirdest. When I was a child, I used to have this constantly reoccurring dream yep, that <laughs> I was on the front porch of my grandmother's house trying to get in the door. And there was this freaky cartoon man with like a top hat and a monocle that would, he was walking around. We lived in the suburbs and he was walking down the corner. Or Just down, trying to take the property. That's he, the Monopoly man. He right was, it was him and somebody else, I think. And he would come walking up the road. Come, like he would have to walk up the road and turn the corner to come to the house that we lived on to 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 get to me. And I've had this dream several times, and I just remember like trying to get in the house, and I couldn't get in the house. And for some reason, I had this dream several times as a child, 
and I've never had it again. I'd like to have it again. See, I, all right, I have a reoccurring nightmare that I'm not gonna say because it's not as weird as my the dream that I remember from childhood. The dream that I remember from childhood that was super goddamn weird was it was a nightmare of me pretty much running away from a T-Rex. Like a T-Rex just trying to kill me. And I trip, I turn around, it's about to reach me, and it plops down on its ass, and a squirrel like goes on its shoulder with a cup of tea and just starts talking to it. And I look at this dragon and it, ironically, T-Rex, sorry. Yeah, it's a dinosaur, and it's weird because when I look back at this dinosaur, had a monocle. <laughs> That's what's a little weird right now. It had a monocle and it was talking in British, you know, British accent. And it was just talking about its day and super kind. And I'm like, this was a nightmare. What the fuck happened? This thing was about to attack me, but now it's talking to this squirrel. And then I woke up and that was it. There was no more. Did you have this dream once? I had that one once. And you, that's a pretty vivid dream to remember for having once. Because I, I, it, was, it was my nightmare when I, had a, when I was young. When it happened, I freaked out. But uh, <laughs> I, I'd like to talk about dreams more in one night. We'll, Maybe... br- we'll bring it up in an episode. We'll dedicate a good, a good episode to talking about dreams and where they come from and what crazy dreams we've had and all Dream sorts of things about the dreams. Have states. you ever talked about those? Oh, of course. Yeah, I've, 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 I've Googled many things as to why I've had certain dreams. I have books. I, I've, I know you do. That's, yeah. why I, that's why I know that you could read about these things. <laughs> But I guess we can ask the listeners to tell us about what kind of weird dreams you've had. Dreams slash nightmares, yeah. Any type of night terrors that you might have had. But uh, interesting interesting talk today. Pretty much strictly Irish. (laughs) Have a happy St. Patrick's Day. Don't drive drunk more than 80 times or you're probably going to get arrested. (laughs) And see you next time.